Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Joining us now is Sean Zarillo of the Action Network, here to preview today's MLB card. And Sean, when we talk about the Cardinals and the Cubs returning from London, they have some interesting, if not difficult, matchups coming up. But specifically when it comes to the Cardinals, they're getting Framber Valdez, uh, you know, pitching for the Astros. And even though Valdez is off to a phenomenal start, there is reason to believe that perhaps he's due for a little bit of regression. And I'm wondering if there is a way to back the Cardinals or is this London trip offering too much variance to where this is more of a stay away? Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up right away. So basically during the London series, and I I came back from Europe last week, so I've been going through the jet lag. I I decided that I was going to basically blindly parlay the Astros and the Phillies today, regardless of what the lines were. Now, when I went to handicap these games last night, and I model all of these games based on the projected players down to a hundredth of a percentage point, I thought both of the – Cubs and Cardinals were a little bit undervalued based on where I projected the lines. I think that the market had baked in the jet lag situation, if you will, the kind of unquantifiable spot that both of these teams are in coming back from London. Uh, But they're going to be playing 1 a.m. body clock games tonight based off of the time that they were accustomed to in London for the three days that they were there. And I think that is long enough, 72 hours, to basically adjust your body to that clock. So coming back tonight, they're going to be playing a 1 a.m. body clock game. Yes, their bullpens will be rested. Yes, both teams will be getting an optimal split matchup from the opponent's starter in a left-hander. Both teams are better against lefties and righties than Cubs and Cardinals. That said, this is just a thing where if I'm getting two to one or better, to parlay these two teams, you know, against against a pair of teams who are playing at 1 a.m. body clock time for one night, I'm going to do it. Uh, I also like the under 8.5 in the Cubs game. I think that's actually a pretty sharp bet as well based on where the window uh, the wind is heading, which is in. I made the total closer to 7.5. The market was really late to open the lines on both of these matchups. 8.5, even money popped up in a lot of places this morning. Others started opening at minus 105, minus 110. If you can get eight at minus 110 or better, like I said, I bet I projected this all the way down at seven and a half. I think if anything, we see these offenses get off the plane and just be a little lackluster. Fully rested bullpen pitching should be okay. But yeah, I think there's a chance the offenses are just a bit sleepy tonight. Hmm. Look at you planning your vacation so you have a betting angle on uh, on this Tuesday. <laughs> late in June. Uh, oh, Elsewhere on the card, a similar situation to yesterday, we've got a really good Twins pitcher uh, as an underdog on the road because they're at the Braves. What do you think about the Twins and Braves tonight? Yeah, I love Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan, based on expected ERA, is the best pitcher left standing right now. Uh, 2.44 expected ERA. The closest guy to him who's still active is Zach Eflin, who's six-tenths of a run higher, 3.04. Based on stuff plus, Joe Ryan is a top 10 pitcher this season. He is a true ace. He added a splitter in the offseason. Splitter, the one pitch type the Braves have struggled with. So I actually think this is a good matchup for Ryan. Also a decent matchup for the Twins offensively. I'm assuming that Buxton, Royce Lewis, all their guys are going to be healthy and in the lineup tonight. Didn't have Buxton last night. 
when the Twins have a fully healthy lineup, they're top 10 offense against right-handed pitching. So they should have the better of the offensive splits on both sides. In addition to the fact, I like Bryce Elder. I think he's a good pitcher, and I think he's actually going to get better at some point, too, if he starts adding more strikeouts. But that said, he's, you know, his expected metric, 3.8 expected error rate, 3.7 expected fifth, about a run and a half higher than his actual ERA. So regression coming for Bryce Elder, not going to strand 83% of runners. That's about 10% above the major league average. I think the Twins in both halves tonight are a great bet. Probably my favorite bet on the slate. Down to about plus 120 full game, plus 105 first five innings for Minnesota. But, yeah, I really like Ryan and the Twins. My colleague, Anthony DeBondo, also bet Ryan over five and a half strikeouts tonight. Uh, something I'm going to look into as well. It does seem a touch low to me. Sean, what do you make of the total in the Dodgers at Rockies game? I know it's going to be hot there in Colorado today, about 90 degrees. I'm seeing 11 and a half and 12. Curious if uh, this is a game you t- took a look at for today. Yeah, I initially projected this closer to 12. I did bring it down, though, to 11.6. I'm in line with the market. I've seen uh, a lot of movement coming on the under in basically the past half hour or so. It was sitting at 12 market-wide come down to 11 and a half. So some big money must have hit that under. Uh, Kershaw typically does okay at Coors Field, which is surprising considering typically sliders do struggle at Coors Field. Pitchers just aren't able to spin them as well. But the Rockies are historically bad against left-handed pitching this season. I think it's, you know, potentially where the Dodgers score a bunch of runs. But Kershaw doesn't give anything up. So probably going to pass on that total for me. I would have initially said lean to the over, but don't like where the market took that number. It's Shohei Otani day for all who celebrate, which should be everybody. His prop is at seven and a half strikeouts on BetMGM. And certainly he's going to be a massive favorite against the White Sox. But I do wonder, given how poorly the Southsiders have done against sliders and sweepers, if there are still opportunities to back a massive favor here. Yeah, no bet for me on this game. Uh, Otani, I bet preseason for AL Cy Young, I think, you know, at this point, health provided he's going to run away with the MVP award. I think that's pretty unquestionable at this point. And it just comes down to how many other offensive categories he leads the league in. If he ends up leading the league in home runs, I think that's going to be pretty absurd. It would probably be the best season in major league history, right? If that happens on top of everything else. Uh, You know, the White Sox are better typically against lefties and righties. They have about a league average strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. I just want to pull up to see where our action labs, projections have Otani for tonight because you know strikeout total is not something I normally dig into until I get through the rest of the board it's something that you know like yesterday when we have smaller slates it's something I can dive into further but basically I rely on our action last projections and people like Sean Kerner who do a great job projecting NFL props so for tonight Kerner has Otani at seven strikeouts he would recommend betting the under under seven and a half of plus money we have is an eight out of ten rated prop it's actually an under eight and a half out there uh, that's juiced up to minus 140. That looks like a better bet than the under seven and a half of plus money. But yeah, uh, you know, typically with pitchers or any popular players, right, you're probably going to find value betting the things that people don't want to bet. Everybody wants to bet Otani's overs. You're probably going to find value betting on the under. Everybody wants to bet, uh, you know, unders on uh, good starting pitching matchups, right? Those the Grom Scherzer both in their prime first five under three and a half. Everybody wants to hit those first five under three and a half. When it gets down to three, you should probably bet the over. So do try to be contrarian 
in terms of superstar players is my general advice to people on betting. Uh, Sean, I want to ask you about an award that is getting talked about uh, this year, a lot more than uh, most seasons, the NL Rookie of the Year. And when De La Cruz came up, we talked at the time about how maybe there's probably some value on Corbin Carroll. At the moment, Carroll, your minus 450 favorite. You could find De La Cruz at plus 600. But now entering the conversation, and I see he's getting some national chatter about if the Marlins are going to back off at all down the stretch, nine starts into his season, still a one three four ERA for Yuri Perez. You can find 40-1 to one still. Do you think he can enter this conversation with Carroll and De La Cruz? Probably not. I mean, I think Corbin Carroll is it, – it's similar to an Otani American League MVP where it's just kind of health provided at this point. Carroll's built up such a significant lead. He's actually closer to the NL MVP conversation than he is to – being competitive for the NL Rookie of the Year. It's so difficult, too, for pitchers to win the award. Just the wins of placement, you know, is, is such a key factor in terms of how voters decide. The award, and by and large, it's difficult for rookie pitchers to get up to the number of innings that they need to get comparable wins of placement figures to what the hitters produce. So that's why it's difficult. You know, we've, we've seen uh, pitchers win the award in the past, but it's, it's few and far between. One of them was Devin Williams in a shortened season. Uh, you, you know, they need almost everything to go right. And I don't really think anybody is beating Corbin Carroll at this point. I would, you know, continue to bet Yuri on a start-to-start basis, maybe bet his strikeout props, things like that. Uh, but, but beyond that, yeah, it's, it's difficult to recommend an investment against Corbin Carroll in that market at this point. I think the American League Rookie of the Year is still kind of wide open. Um, you know, Josh Young, I think, should be favored. But that would be the market where I'd be more interested and taking stabs at people, Asturi Ruiz at 40 to 1 might leave the league and feels. There's some interesting angles for the American League Rookie of the Year, but at this point, I think it's Corbin Carroll's uh, award to lose, and I think that's purely predicated on injury. Speaking of taking stabs, uh, it's been quite disastrous for the Mets as of late. Is there <laughs> any value on backing Tehran and the Brewers today as underdogs? Yeah, I bet the Brewers last night. I'm on the Brewers again today. Tehran has been pretty solid this season. Um, he added a cutter to his mix. He, you know, he left Major League Baseball, went to the Independent League. But he came back with a new pitch, and he kept his slider, but he's throwing his, a cutter now, too, which is about five, six miles an hour faster than the slider. So his slider kind of works as a changeup to his cutter, and it's, it's a similar mix to what we saw when uh, Corey Kluber first, you know, broke out for the – at the time, the Indians, now the Guardians, and, and ended up winning a Cy Young. But it's that similar type of pitch mix, and it's it's creating timing issues for his opponent. So Teheran has actually been somewhat impressive for the Brewers, giving them effective innings. His strikeout minus walk rate is at a six-year high mark, uh, and that's with a pretty poor start in his last outing where he walked four batters. So putting up pretty decent results. David Peterson, likewise, putting up actually decent underlying metrics, his strikeout minus walk rate expected fifth in line with where it was last year, but he's getting absolutely shelled when he does get hit and his expected ERA is north of five. So the Brewers don't hit lefties well, but the Mets aren't hitting anybody well at this point, and their bullpen is an absolute disaster. And not a first five bet for me, but certainly a full game play on Milwaukee plus 116 or better. I, I just think the Mets bullpen in any close game situation is very shaky at this point, watching them on a game-to-game basis. 
they're overworked from all the short starts that their rotation has had, and, and they just seem worn down. He's Sean Zarillo here on BetQL Daily. One bet that I found I want to ask you about is Luis Arise having a 400 batting average or better at the All-Star break. The yes is at plus 285. The no is at minus 400. I know we want to believe that no one will ever have a 400 batting average again, but the All-Star break is just around the corner. And to me, there are ways with a lack of defensive shifts and the way that you can sort of get a hitter to get on base through singles, things like that, instead of, you know, forcing power swings, that maybe he has a chance here. Maybe plus 285 has some value. What say you? I'm sure it doesn't have, you know, theoretical value, right? That's a pretty big split between 285 and minus 400 in terms of the vig that is in that market. So it's something that they want you to bet into. That said, I'm a huge Luis Arise fan. I've been betting on him to lead the major league in hits for the past three seasons now because going into every season on a per-plate appearance basis, he projected up there with Bo Bichette, Freddie Freeman, as the guys expected to lead the league in hits based on a per-plate appearance basis. But – Unfortunately, the Twins were sitting him a lot against lefties. The Marlins, even earlier this season, sat him a couple times against lefties. Somebody finally started letting him play all the time, and we've seen what he's done. Uh, in addition to, you know, making some improvements, he just does not strike out ever. But, yeah, I mean, if I was going to bet aside, it would certainly be the yes with, you know, just a couple weeks here left before the All-Star break. And who knows, maybe he gets a couple hits, goes on the I.L. for a week, and you cash your bet just by nature of him not playing. There are ways for it to cash. Other than him consistently getting hits for the next couple of weeks, he could conceivably, you know, rest before the all-star break, right, with the 400 average to have it go again. So, yeah, I, that, that's a fun bet to make. If I can find that uh, on a prop board on a book that I bet at, I'll certainly be sprinkling something on that on, on the sprinkler himself. But, yeah, Louis Arise, uh, an absolute king. I was actually thinking about changing my Twitter profile picture to something Arise-related because I've had Jorman <laughs> Alvarez sitting on the I.L., with my uh, home run leader and RBI leader tickets just rotting away. But my Luis Arise uh, 25, 30-1 hit leader tickets are alive and well. Any division or World Series value that jumps out in the last week of June? Yeah, I'm going to wait because uh, we just talked about the fact that I don't like the Cubs today, but the Cubs win the NL Central at plus 370-ish. I think they're the team. Uh, I was thinking about them earlier in the year. People thought I was a little crazy when I said it. And I think I got in my own head about it, but I ultimately think they have the best infrastructure of all of the teams in that division. We see all of these power pitchers getting hurt. The Cubs do not have power pitchers. They have deceptive-based, slower-throwing, command-based pitchers, Justin Steele, Marcus Stroman. I think their arms are actually going to survive to the end. They seem to have a lengthy lineup. Uh, they have more guys who are on the way. Maybe Mervis figures it out, you know, and adds something to their lineup too, but I don't think they'll be hesitant to make moves either, considering that division seems wide open. So going to wait a day, uh, you know, I'll, I'll bet them when I think their schedule suits up with them to start winning games. But, yeah, the, the Cubs win the NL Central. The Reds had their time. Their pitching has completely fallen apart, though. They're starting pitching. Just look at the rotation. It's not what they expected it to be uh, with everybody out. So, the Brewers keep, keep sniffing by and winning games, too. One-run games that they shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, I, think, I think the Cubs are probably the right team in the end. I just want to wait for the right press. Sean Zarello of the Action Network, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next... 
Our next segment, I think, lasts roughly 15 minutes. How many of those minutes will Joe Ostrowski hog to talk about the Chicago Bears? That's right here on the BetQL Network.